Running Sentences presents A Ball and a Chain Part 3 Arguments Ava and Lewis know they both must divulge some of what has happened between them and what has happened with them. But how much and how far they're willing to go is another thing. This is a work of fiction. Any names, characters, businesses, events, and situations within this story are products of the author's imagination. Any resemblance to real people, real situations, events, characters, names, businesses, and etc. is purely coincidental. Story is written and narrated by Michael Honoré. Copyright 2023, Michael Honoré. All rights reserved. Ava sat on the couch in the living room, staring at the TV that wasn't on. Night had fallen, and she had not eaten, and her day had been shit since the maid incident. The lights were on in the room, and her stomach was grumbling, and she did not feel like doing very much, or shit for that matter. So she sat there, staring, waiting for something to happen. The front door opened, and in walked Lewis, holding a pizza box. It's a good thing you called me and told me about how the maid up and quit on us. I wouldn't want you to go hungry now. She turned on him the second he came in, nearly jumping off of the couch. Do you think I cannot order food or get it for myself? He stopped after closing the door, realizing he'd said something terribly wrong and froze up. Already on her feet, Eva was over to him and grabbing at the pizza box, taking it from his hands. Um, uh... Did something else happen? Uh, is something wrong? I told you what happened. I mean, aside from the maid, something else. Why would you think something else has gone on? Uh, you're acting angry and look like you want to tear up everything in the room? Pizza box in hand, she turned and stormed off towards the kitchen in a huff. The box was placed on the counter ever so carefully by the time Lewis got in. He was there just in time to see the exaggerated motions she was going through to get stuff like plates so that she could eat. See? Not angry at all. Right, well, did you get some work done today? Um, I don't know what you were going to do, but uh, you did say you wanted to do some work. I practiced being a host, if that's what you're asking, and it did not go well. Keep at it. I know you'll find your groove soon enough. And what about you? What did you do today? You snuck off early this morning with nary a word. Well, well fundraising for our potential show. And it didn't go terribly well, but not, not bad, potentially. Oh, great. You're useless at that as well, then. Lewis felt his mind swirl, and he was just stunned, shocked, and hurt by all of this that was suddenly coming at him. All he'd ever tried to do ever since he'd met her was to help her. Now this? Listen, Missy, I don't know why you're acting terribly right now, but the, the brat act only works on assholes in Hollywood and those who long to be abused. You're claiming you don't long to be abused. You married me, and to most that I know, that they would claim 
is in a form of abuse. Lewis closed his eyes, clenched his fist, and was trying really hard to think of what was going on. What are we even arguing about? When he opened his eyes, he could see that she was glaring at him and was offering no response, and so he threw his hands up. It was lucky that he had some snacks hidden away in his bedroom, since it looked like he wasn't going to get any of that pizza at the moment. And instead of saying anything more, he simply turned and left to get away from arguing any further. It took Ava all of a couple of seconds to decide that since Lewis went to his room, that she should do the same, though she also grabbed the box of pizza, which hadn't been touched yet, and took it with her. She would sit on her bed eating pizza from the box as she watched whatever old movie was playing on her TV. The day's events still playing out in her mind as she ate and watched. She half hoped that Lewis would knock on her door and then they would have something to do, more or less to yell at him for what was going on lately. He hadn't which left her wanting to throw a slice of pizza at the doorway for his negligence in being there so that she could yell at him. Why hadn't he bothered to apologize yet? Why? You fucker, you never understood me! Shouting this and trying to get it to reach him through the walls. A tall task which had no chance of succeeding, but it made her feel better to do it. What was that? She jumped in the surprise at the sound of Lewis's voice. I said you're a fucker. Why? Because you ruin all of my plans. And done nothing of the sort. She wanted to shout at the top of her lungs that this was all his fault, that she was where she was right now. All of the trouble and pain lately were from him dragging this whole thing along for some unforsaken reason. Shut up, you know what you've done. It fell quiet, and she settled in for a night of feeling good about how that had all went. At some point, she'd managed to fall asleep in a restless sleep that woke her early. It took only a minute for her to decide that today she was going to do things all on her own. It was a good way to show these fools, and her husband, including much of society as well, who thought so little of her that she could indeed do things all on her own. It was while she was down in the garage, looking over the selection of cars that were at her disposal. It had been a while since she'd last driven somewhere, but it would prove that she could handle herself as she settled on the an SUV-looking vehicle and clambered aboard as the garage door opened automatically. Not long after that, Lewis appeared in the hallway upstairs and walked over to the door to Ava's bedroom. He paused for a moment, trying to decide if it was the right thing to do in bothering her. If she didn't want to talk to him, that was fine, but he at least needed to know why she was angry. After a moment's hesitation, he knocked on the door which opened since it was not fully closed. Lewis paused and then pushed the door a bit further open. Hello, Eva. With no response, he pushed it fully open. The smell of sweet perfume made Lewis come close to sneezing, but he managed to hold off on that as he stepped inside. The room was clean yet empty of the presence he figured would be there. After all Eva claimed, she didn't like to go out much, since people always made a thing about seeing her in public. Maybe she'd gone out, but uh, maybe not. 
Ava, are you in here? There was still no response, so he wandered a bit further in, though was tense and ready for a sudden appearance from her, where she would snap his head off. Hello? Sensing that she wasn't around, he took a quick tour of the place, from the bathroom to the walk-in closet, just to be safe and sound. She wasn't here, and he backed his way out of the bedroom, trying to make sure he left it the way he'd found it. Forty minutes of Eva's drive had gone by, and most of them had been spent on the highway, stuck in traffic, going not very quickly. And this fouled her mood. There wasn't an accident, according to the radio, which was good, but this also fouled her mood. How could this happen on a several-lane highway with left exits and right exits? Pretty simple. Didn't people know how to drive? Her phone rang in her holder where she'd put it, and because her GPS map was on there. Thankful for the distraction, she hit the accept call button without even looking to see who was calling. Hello? Miss Eva Peters, this is Martin Ali Donuts, Studio 10001. Uh, we heard about a potential uh, of you starting a new TV show. And uh, who did you hear that from? Now, let me guess. Anthony DeStock mentioned that he might be able to direct some business our way through you. Eva grimaced. She'd asked to be able to guess, but no, there was no chance of that now. She gave out a little sigh. I figured as much. Well, nothing is settled and no show is currently in the works. And it, well, it is in the works, but it is not in production. But I will let you know if anything changes. By the way, I thought you went by a different name, uh... Actually, I don't think my friend gave me your studio name. Well, that's all right. Uh, we've gone through a couple of names recently due to issues. Right now, we're Studio 10,001. What issues? Oh, just some failures to build code and... Yeah, things got a little messy on that front. It wasn't our fault, since it wasn't our production company working on the shoot. Just people hired out the police to build the, what they wanted and shoot a film, and then it came crashing down because, well, things happen. Oh, classic Hollywood. It is always someone else's fault. Never your own. Oh, without a doubt. And give us a call if things improve, and we'll get you a deal to move into our little studio. The call quickly ended, even though it felt like it had just started. The only saving grace now seemed to be that traffic was actually moving, moving. A few feet at a time this, at this moment, but it was still going a bit here and there. To be extra safe, uh, and to make sure that Ava really had left the house, Lewis was walking around the entirety of it. He was back at the front in no time at all, and she wasn't around. Worry flashed through him, but he was also aware that she liked to be independent. It would be nice to have some form of warning about that, though, and it would have been helpful, so he didn't waste any more of his day. He moved towards the garage, hitting the button on his cell phone to get the doors to open up, and he noted the missing car with a sigh. Perhaps it was best to let her go and deal with whatever she wanted to do on her own. It took a bit of time and some luck, but Ava managed to get off the highway and into a parking garage of a building she was going to. With her car now parked at a bit of an angle, but not terribly 
So she strolled her way towards the nearby elevator area. She checked the placard near the elevators to make sure that the lawyer's office that she wanted were in fact still in this building. And it was. So she hit the call elevator button and began to wait. It wasn't long before she was joined by a young woman who stood not too far off from her, though there were repeated glances which Ava was doing her best to ignore. Excuse me, you wouldn't happen to be... This lady took a few steps towards her, trying to get a better look at her. Uh, no, I doubt it. Uh, there are many people who look like Hollywood people all over the place. This is a place where movies get made, so that's what happens. I swear, though, you look like the star of that steamy, erotic thriller. I saw, I saw it a few years ago. God, that movie got my engine going. You definitely look like Eva Love, though, who was a great actress and was a perfect person for that role. Eva had backed a few paces away, but kept her eyes on this young lady, who seemed to have boundless amounts of energy when talking about this subject, all of which now seemed to be directed towards her. You are, aren't you? Um... Oh my god, I never thought I'd get the chance to meet you. What are you doing here, of all places? Uh... Oh, I know. It's either a psychiatrist's office that I know of here, since all the actors need help getting out of their own heads, or it's the lawyer's place. Lawyer? Excellent. I happen to work at Hobb and Works and Sons Law Office. What do you want from them? This was all too much for Ava, as the elevator dinged and announced its arrival. She looked to it and realized that she was about to get stuck on an elevator ride with this bouncy energy ball of a woman. Lewis, on the other hand, had made his way to his own lawyer's office and now sat in the waiting room. The room was small and the office held space for only two lawyers, which is why he hired now to help him out. A personal touch was always nice and the secretary always seemed to make eyes at him, which was also nice to feel, even though he pretended to ignore those, since it would only lead to trouble. But it was nice to be appreciated by others. His lawyer, Jonathan Mark, stepped out of his office on the right and waved over to him as he approached him. What brings you out here this time? I, I needed to have a conversation about secrets, if you don't mind. I generally try and keep them and not tell anyone anything. That's the way things go. And if you do have to tell people, claim it all happened recently. Is that all? Unfortunately, no, Jonathan. It's a rather complicated matter of keeping business secrets. A party wishes to supply money to a concept idea that we're running and doesn't want me to tell anybody, signed the NDA and all that. And I've told you not to tell anyone. Lewis nodded his head gravely as he got up and pointed towards Jonathan's office. His friend Jonathan glanced towards it inside as he moved slowly back the way he came, with Lewis now close behind. Even though there was plenty of room in the elevator for Ava, it had taken on quite the cramped feeling. This young bubbly woman who was on the other side of the elevator, Ava was trying to keep them separated, one on each side, since they were the only two in there. But still, she felt far too close. For the moment, though, she was being ignored as this woman was on her cell phone, busily typing away something on social media, no doubt. If you could not post about me, that would be appreciated. The woman looked up surprised and nodded hurriedly. Don't you worry one thing about what's happening. 
The fingers kept tapping away on the screen despite saying this. Thank you. Do you still do movies like that, by the way? No, it was a one-time thing. Pity, I think it was the best movie you ever made. Oh, thank you again. She waited patiently for the elevator to arrive at the level selected. It, however, seemed to be a rather slow, long ride upward. Uh, so what brings you to our fancy lawyer office? I wanted some help setting up a company. Oh, are you going to be making something? But you need a company for it? That's perfect. Our lawyers are the best at that. Yes, that is why I came here. What do you do at the offices, by the way? And I hate to say this, but keep your mouth shut about what goes on, including about me seeing me here. Of course, mum's the word. I'm Delilah, by the way, and I am an intern who does a bit of everything. Delilah's head was bobbing up and down in a nod. Yes, that wasn't reassuring that she was going to keep her word. Ava could only sigh as the elevator announced its arrival at the selected level. Inside the law office of Jonathan Marks, Lewis took up his usual seat after having a drink handed to him. The lawyer also had a drink in hand, which they clinked together, and then they headed to sit around on his own chair with a heavy thud from the leather cushion. So what is this all about? Confidentiality, of course, and not revealing anything to any other party, but uh, what's got you so worked up? You know, oh, that the show that my wife and I are working towards creating. His lawyer offered a nod, yes. I have found a potential business partner willing to front at least some of the money, but uh, they are stipulating that it be unknown to everyone and anyone. And you wish to inform your wife on the matter? It's only right, since this is all about her and this show is going to be hers. Well, that certainly puts you in a tough position. Uh, can you tell her at some point, at any point? Uh, potentially, if they meet and he likes her, I think. That's what he was trying to say, uh, something about that. Other than that, they're trying to avoid being known by Hollywood in general, this investor, I mean. Lewis took a sip of his drink as he studied his lawyer friend, who was lost in thought for a moment. He'd been hoping for a straightforward answer to make this easy. It did not appear that he'd get his way on that front. Have you signed onto this deal yet? Only the non-disclosure agreement form, uh, with the promise to not reveal things to people. And I'm allowed to be privy to this. To this, Lewis actually kind of shrugged. You're my lawyer who's going to help me work through this. Uh, he's a fool if he thinks I won't get a lawyer involved to vet things out. And strictly speaking, this is, uh, the money is all allotted for the show, right? Nothing untowards, Lewis? On paper, yes and no. In practice, yes. Jonathan sat forward with a cautioning look on his face. He apparently did not like the sound of this, but, well, what was he going to do? I know your work lets you play with money in whatever fashion you see fit, but uh, as a lawyer, please do be careful. I rather like being paid for work, so don't get caught if you're doing something stupid. It's Hollywood accounting. Everyone plays with money all the time. They can't expect people to not try their own games out against them. There was a nod from Jonathan. When they know you, it will probably be fine. If they don't, who knows what might occur as a result. Just be careful. Fine, 
I will be careful. It will appear where it is without the other side seeing what is going on. So that I promise. And the business you work for, are they okay? Oh, well, my investment job, you mean? Uh, they will see money come in and go out for a venture worth investing in. Let's keep it that way. There was merely a head shake now, followed by a sigh from Jonathan, who was not really happy with any of this. So when do I meet this person? Soon, uh, once I've figured out how to handle Ava and him. I've got a feeling that things will be complicated no matter what I do. They both fell quiet and drank their drinks in silence. A few minutes passed while Ava sat in Henry Porter's law office. He was one of the junior lawyers here since she was an unknown person to them, coming in out of the blue. This was not a good impression to leave when she was about to be paying a fair amount of money to them to help her out. Ava's foot was tapping against the ground rapidly as the door finally opened, and in walked a squeaky tall man who didn't seem to fit in the doorway. He came in, made his way across from her with Delilah following in, and shutting the door. Apologies for my tardiness, my associates kept asking questions about a situation. They're trying to prep me for becoming a partner. I see. He sat down in the chair, which groaned in protest as he did. Were you informed of why I've come here? You're starting a business. A production company for television and movies. Yes, I have to ask why and what for. Feeling frustrated and unheard, Ava shifted about in her seat. What was with these questions? She had money, and it should be simple enough to just set things up, right? That's what lawyers did. They looked one way, and took your money, and did what you asked. It was all just paperwork, right? Simple enough, it is to produce a TV show, maybe more, in the near future. The lawyer was fiddling about it with the files on his desk, moving them here and there, searching for something. And this is a real company, or... It isn't a place to hide money, if that's what you're asking. I'm setting it up to hold money and be used for a production of a show when I get what I want. I see, this will take a couple of days to set up fully, uh, a full company and all that. Uh, you'll need a lot of people to fill out positions at said company and so on, but for now, we can set it up for the basics of a fee and, uh, if you have a name for it. Production company number five. And, uh, do you have any alternatives you would consider in case that name has already been taken? The Ava Corp? Long Lost Productions? The fight of production or something along those lines? Name doesn't matter as much to me as getting the company started and running. We can change the name later, right? Yes, yes, you can. Uh, do you have a date for when you need this done by? She shook her head now. Lewis sat in the living room of, of his home on the couch, watching, but not really watching, the TV in the evening hours. There was a show on that appeared to be a fake reality TV series, but since all reality TV is fake, it was too confusing to sort out whether or not it was or wasn't, or whether or not he was actually paying any attention. He stared at it as the front door opened with Ava walking in. Did you have fun going out? Not especially, why? Uh, just would have been nice to know that you were going out. You wouldn't have let me. I would have, yes I would. 
She stormed her way to standing in front of him, and he looked at her fully, relaxed and sitting back on the sofa cushion, meeting her eyes and staring them down as best he could. He went to turn the TV off, but the remote was snatched from his hand by her. You have never let me do what I want, ever since we got married and even before that. Our relationship is all about what you wanted. Even this damn show you've imagined up. It's all about you. That isn't true at all. You were the one who brought up the, the idea of it. I merely said I would support your endeavor where I could, and I'm supporting your endeavor. As for the other thing, I admit I don't like you going out, but I've never stopped you. You don't like going out, so I fear for you, and, you know, so on and so forth. Why don't you like me going out? Because you hate the world, apparently, and people seeing you or whatever. I don't know. You have sworn that you will only go out if you need something. Otherwise, the world can go fuck itself or with a stick for all of its troubles that it has caused you. Or something along those lines. I think it's the last time you said something about it. He got up slightly from the couch, and for his efforts was met by the controller being thrown with some force at him. It caught him in the stomach before he could react. You're a liar. I am not. Besides, you have done everything in your power to make me feel like shit ever since we got married, so... <sighs> she backed up, caught off guard by this sudden attack on her personality. Lewis looked at her angrily as he rubbed the spot on his stomach where he'd been hit. What are you even talking about? I have never once in my life demeaned you or done anything bad to you. What did you just do? You threw a remote at me, which is a demeaning act, and it is a hurtful one. She turned and stormed off towards their kitchen, and fearing that she might get something pointy and point it towards him, he decided to pursue. Ava entered the kitchen with a full head of steam and frustration. She did not go for any of the knife or any other sharp implements. Now, she wanted to get away to think, but the heavy footsteps of Lewis told her she wouldn't get a chance. What? Did you do today, by the way? I met with a lawyer about a partner who wishes to come on to the project. And why didn't you talk to me about them? Lewis grimaced. This is going to get complicated real quick. Uh, there's problems per this potential partner and what they've stipulated. You have to meet them probably, but without knowing you're meeting them, to get their approval of you knowing things. That, it's something. I'm not sure what they really want. Anyway, I was at the lawyers discussing that. What did you do today? It was similar. I went to a lawyer's office. Lewis arched an eyebrow at this and studied her, waiting for more of an answer and clarification. I wanted to make sure I got my cut from all of this. Should it happen? His expression turned to confusion, which satisfied her greatly. It was good to keep things on balance, she decided, since he had caused her so much grief recently, keeping her locked up in this house. What does that even mean? My own company will produce this show, along with the one you already have established on our behalf. It does have both of our names on it, correct? The one you made? Yes, it does. I'm not about to... Short a person who has worked in the industry for as long as you have, you're also my wife, so yeah, it involves you and you're the top of the top of it. I shouldn't the wife part be the first thing you said? 
eh, I don't think it's all that important which came first. It's just words after all, you are important to me, even if you do say things. You have a funny way of showing that you like me and love me. He held up his hands in surrender and kept his mouth shut. To Ava, this was good, and meant he might, for once, listen to what she was saying. Do you remember my friend from the party? Uh, yes. I didn't really meet her. Right, because she is a bad person, and it's best to stay away from certain Hollywood types. At least the leeches. She is one of them, and she heard about our project and directed me to a few potential sources that could help us out. That is nice. No, it isn't. Not really. She went over to the wine cooler rack that was next to the fridge and just popped it open to pull out a bottle. In no time at all, she had found two glasses and put them down on the counter and poured out wine into both of them, but did not offer any to Lewis. No, these were going to be her drinks. Why is it bad? What is so bad about this? The leeches come crawling out when they smell blood and can make money. Actually, it's a bit like your job when it comes to money. He opened his mouth to protest them, and then shut it, nodding along. He wasn't really understanding her. I guess so. Um, what's your point? My friend, of course, spoke to people who she shouldn't have, and that person told the studio. So we might have a studio. Well, that's good, I suppose. We like to have options in this and this caused you to want to create your own company? She grinned at him and, and tossed back some of the wine as fast as she could. No, that came because of my ex-lover. And, oh, okay, uh, what does he have to do with any of this? He's the one that my friend Clarice told about what's going on. Now, he, along with my former friend, want in on this deal. Now, can you see why I would create a company to protect myself? Also, judging from your look, you don't look like you like the sound of an ex-lover. He had blanched and gone a bit white as she downed the remainder of her first glass and picked up the second one. No, it's no big deal. That sounds like someone jealous to me. The drink was swirled about in front of her face as she enjoyed the pain look on his face. As long as we're clear that this ex-lover and you's relationship is not really going to lead to anything, yeah, that's fine. And, you know, don't entangle yourself with him more than you have to. I mean, as a business relationship, it should be fine. You are jealous. Please, of an ex-lover? We all have had those. He turned and left the room while she merely smirked. A battle well fought and won by her. From now on, he would not cross her when it came to such things. Well, for a little while anyway. And if it meant an end of this relationship because of such ill feelings, so be it. A night of ill sleep kept Lewis tossing and turning until morning came around. He wound up giving up on it early in the morning before the sun rose and made his way out into the already warm morning air to watch the sunrise. He figured he would be alone in all of this, but... Morning, neighbor. He jumped and looked over at the garden and the fence that separated the two yards from his neighbors. There was bits of overgrowth and bushes on his neighbor's side, which made this all the more surprising that he could see somebody. 
She stood, peering easily over the six-foot-tall fence. But if you remember correctly from what he'd seen, she wasn't that tall. Hi? I heard you guys arguing a lot lately. Were we loud? Yes, but it seems everyone tends to be loud around here when it comes to arguments. You can't really escape it once you know what to listen for. He glanced about, listened for any noises, any arguments from any other couples that might echo down the, the valley. He heard the sound of an occasional cricket, but not much else. I'm sorry you heard all of that. Uh, by the way, uh, are you standing on something? What are you? What are you doing over there? Yep, I'm on a ladder trying to get rid of some of the vines on my side of the fence. I wanted to get the lawn work done, since I won't have time to during the day, and or after work today. Oh, well, uh, good luck. Uh, sorry to bother you, uh, by standing around here. Lewis frowned to himself, unsure of what else to say or what he was saying. Actually, if you don't mind, I could use a little help. It is just me over here, after all. Oh, uh, yeah, I suppose I can help, of course. He began making his way towards the road so that he could get around the fence. Ava had also struggled to get some sleep for the night and awoken earlier than she was used to. She'd heard Lewis go outside and then had been watching him from her window when she saw the conversation between the neighbors start. What does that wench want? And who is she? Why is... Ah, so annoying. It was still fairly dark out there. Yeah, she could kind of see the figure of the woman. Uh, to Ava, it looked like this woman, whose name she didn't know, either was in a bikini or was nude. But why? Is this woman up to something? What are they talking about? She watched this short exchange through narrowed eyes, trying to study and figure it out. When Lewis began heading for the road, she turned away. It was none of her business, and if he really was going to get himself wooed away by that one, well, it was all the better that she was starting her own business and would get away from him as soon as possible. This whole affair seemed so icky now. Having managed to get around the fence and onto the yard of this lady, Lewis made his way towards her. He carefully picked his way across the heavy brush that had been allowed to grow. It took a bit of work to get where she was, and he came to an abrupt stop when he saw her standing on the ladder, pulling vines off the sun, and little other than what appeared to be a gardening apron, if such a thing existed. She looked over and waved with a smile as she clambered down the fence when she spotted him and came over offering her gloved hand. Nice to meet you. I'm Faye Bright, in case you didn't know. Oh, nice to meet you. I am Lewis Malcolm, your neighbor. Are uh, you, um, comfortable in that outfit? Hmm? She looked down at herself when he pointed towards her apron. Oh, that's perfectly comfortable. I'm a nudist, by the way. So when I come home, this is my style. Oh, okay. Um, you said you needed help with something? The vines, if you don't mind. They really have overgrown all that you can see. It needs to be taken care of. Lewis moved towards his fence, since that was easier to look at, and he was trying not to look over at the beautiful woman who was nude next to him. And there were a lot of questions going through his mind, mostly settling on why garden in the nude, but uh, people were people. 
I see you have a troubled expression on your face, even in this dim light. Now, it is either related to me, which I am flattered by, or it is your wife that you are worried about. Which, yeah, understandable, since yeah, I heard the arguments. Do you ever keep secrets? All the time, but I suspect you mean from loved ones. In that case, yes, all the time. Business secrets from loved ones? She looked at him and faked what appeared to be a yawn so that she could stretch out a bit and make him look towards her. Something was definitely up with the way she acted. Her breath peeked out from behind her apron, and he couldn't help but look. No idea about any of that unless it involves taking a lover from a business partner. I did that once. Quite a bit of fun, quite a bit of mess in the end. No, I mean actual business stuff. She shrugged and moved back over to her ladder and clambered up it so that she could begin ripping away more vines from the fence. He tried copying her, but from where he was standing, but every time he grabbed out a vine, it pricked his exposed hands. Ah, uh, careful, these vines are a bit poisonous. It won't do much to you, but it will be terribly itchy. And then why haven't you given me a glove yet? Would you like one? Yes. You will get it on the condition that you tell me the secret you're hiding from your wife. Her eyes bored into his, and he was forced to look away in case he saw something he was not supposed to. He was already feeling guilty about seeing a breast, and that was simply a breast. It felt like the look she was giving him signaled that he was her prey, and that he would soon be swallowed up if he wasn't careful with how he dealt with her. End of part three of A Ball and a Chain Thank you for listening.